Welcome to Onwards the Podcast, where we cover all things holistic life practices, growth, spirituality, and self-discovery. I'm Kirsty Peebles, one of your hosts, and sharing this space with me is my beautiful co-host, Montana Burke. We're so excited to have you here. A loving reminder that all opinions and perspectives come from two truth-speaking fire signs who are doing their best to be all-encompassing. We're here to give you the shake-up you need to light up your life. And if you like what you hear, subscribe or follow as we grow and evolve together. With that, let's jump into today's episode. We keep feeling this deep sense of disconnect in a world that technically has more connection than ever. Today, we're going to be talking about how to take care of yourself and how to maintain a healthy relationship with social media. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to today's episode. We're so excited to have you here today and chat all things social media and keeping a good connection and relationship with it. But before we jump into that, let's dive into our favorite segment, We're Not Really Strangers, where Kirst and I ask each other a question from the card game, We're Not Really Strangers. And if you haven't played it yet or you haven't heard about it, where have you been? You need to get your hands on it. It's a fantastic game that's all about facilitating connection and getting to know yourselves and others on a deeper level. So, Kirst, what is today's question? Uh, right on theme with our social media chats, today is a slightly more superficial question than we've had in a while, which is actually kind of nice. And Montana, my question for you is, do I seem like someone who would get a name tattooed on myself? Why or why not? You don't seem like the type of person to have tattoos or get tattoos. Do you think I have any at the moment? I feel like, like, have I seen any on you? I don't know. But no, you don't seem like the type of person to get someone's name tattooed on you. Yeah, you're bang on. I am a clean skin. Yeah. (laughs) I am a clean skin. And unfortunately, just before we started, I asked Montana, do you have any other tattoos than the one that I know about? And I, and I technically now know the answer to this question. And that is, yes, she would get someone's name tattooed on herself. Um, why? Because, she, I don't know, did you think it was like a form of expressing your love? No. Or, uh, no? Or, wait, as in like, like why I got the tattoo? Yeah, I was like, is it because you're like, I, I love this thing, person, etc., so much that you need to be on me forever? No. <laughs> okay, tell the story, tell the story. So, and, and firstly, whose name do you have tattooed on you, Montana? So it's not a name, though. It's just I have a tattoo of my dog on me uh, purely because... Oh, I thought it was Essie's name tattooed No, it's literally like oh. a line figure drawing. It doesn't... Like, some people think it looks like a wombat. I don't really care because I love it. Um, but I You're like, I'm Australian, whatever. Exactly. I got a tattoo of Essie because she inspires the absolute shit out of me to act like my higher self and not play small like she's just so authentically her she's not apologetic about it like she's like Beyonce in dog form and yeah I got it on my left heel because I used to do a lot of driving and I had a manual car and we lived in the country at the time. So when I would be on the road, I'd just hike, and this is not safe, I don't encourage this, but I was it was a long stretch, so we're okay. But I used to like hike my left leg up because the car was in fifth. It was going to be in fifth for ages. And so I'd just see my little tattoo there and it just remind me, be a boss bitch. Oh, my God, I actually love it. I'm trying to think if I... 
you know when you're like fresh 17 18 and you're like I'm gonna get a tattoo yeah and I used to do that I used to draw tattoo designs I used to like I used to sit on these designs for like six to 12 months and I realized in hindsight I had just never liked anything long enough to have it like permanently on me because <laughs> I was very like it needs to it needs to have some kind of significance but now I'm dating someone who's half covered in tattoos that mean nothing. So yeah, that changed. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Morgan's just has a, he's a, we call him a sleeper where like half, half of his body on like, you know, looking at your torso, just one half of him is covered in tattoos and no one sees it because it's not on his arms or his legs. It's very yeah. Anyway. Okay. So we digress <laughs> back, back to our episode of the day. Today, we are going to be talking about social media. But before we do that, we wanted to say a huge thank you to everybody that is listening or supporting our show. It means the absolute world to us. We've passed a thousand downloads, which yeah. is massive. And we're very grateful for that. Um, our what's the word our love language really needed that my my love language really needed that validation. But we would really just deeply appreciate it if you are listening to our show regularly and haven't clicked follow or subscribe. If you could do that, that would be incredible. Or if you're just really enjoying what we've been talking about, the questions that we've been asking each other, please go and cultivate community and connection elsewhere and ask somebody else this question as well. Go and find out what random tattoos your friends have. It's actually quite fun. <laughs> Mon, let's get into today's episode. Let's do it. So Kirst, you and I both have online businesses or a business that heavily revolves around our online presence. And from that, we've seen that social media can have a really powerful, positive impact. And it also has the power to really dictate and derail a lot of our mental well-being and our mental happiness. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And that's why today we really wanted to speak on social media and how important it is to cultivate a conscious relationship because the reality is you can't escape it anymore. It's everywhere. And so whether you choose to have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever, LinkedIn, like you cannot escape it in your world in some way, shape or form. And it's not as simple as being like, oh, just yet delete the app or just to completely delete your account, we need to learn how to cultivate a conscious, healthy relationship with social media, just like we do with our food, with our lifestyle, with our job, with our partners, our friends, ourselves. Social media is another huge part that we really need to learn how to have a positive relationship with. Integrate healthily in a maintainable way that's not going to be detrimental to your own mental health. Exactly. And also not make more work for you. And Hence this conversation today. Yeah. So Mon and I, we've had a lot of, we've had a few conversations about uh, Instagram is probably what we're going to be relaying most of our conversations about today for the most part. Um, That and TikTok are the most heavily used social media accounts, especially across with women our age. And as Mon said, having online businesses, it's the way that we connect with other people. So as much as it has some negatives, it also has some incredible positive things. And we're going to talk about both. And I think the thing that we just need to really focus on here is that the way that we use anything is up to our, it's it's our conscious decision and it's our own awareness that we have around these apps. So 
Mon, you had a really beautiful first point to talk about today. And we were talking about idealized versions of ourselves. So yeah, can you dive into that? So what we often see when it comes to social media and the people who we're following and the content that we're consuming, often it reflects an idealized version of you or an aspiration that you're hoping to live up to. And this could be in terms of body ideals. It could be wealth. It could be business related or work related. It might be family holiday, even food related. And it can be, that can be a beautiful thing to have content that inspires you and shows you what's possible. But oftentimes it's unrealistic. And that it has been, that that moment in time wouldn't have existed if that creator didn't curate that content specifically for that moment and then edit the shit out of it for the next half an hour later. Well, as we say, it's it's cliche, but it is the highlight highlight reel. And what I'm noticing a lot is is people repost or they share a post when they're chasing the feeling that they had in that photo. So say someone, a a female posts a a photo and she felt hot as fuck and she was out on a Saturday night, she's going to repost that photo of her on the Saturday night when she was feeling hot to get the likes and the validation to reconfirm that that's still true on Monday. Yeah. I think I love when you said that, that made me really like reevaluate what times I'm posting at, like why am I posting? Because oftentimes Mm -hmm. it's because you're not actually feeling that hot in that moment and you just want a quick like pep pep up almost or like we pep in your step yeah it's an unintentional cheerleader um and and that we rely very heavily on our validation for and unfortunately it's become a bit of a moral compass for most of us in my opinion we we look to instagram oh, I, this, I was listening to a podcast on this and and i i don't know maybe it's controversial to say but so I was realizing this, I, I thought about this a lot when the Black Lives Matter movement started and everyone was posting black tiles and albeit incredibly important and we need to have these wider conversations. I just kept thinking about how that is such a tick the box, I've done the right thing, but nothing else fucking changes move, um, like action to do. And I, I believe that that's how we're using it as a moral compass. Like, oh, I think this is the right thing and I'm, I'm doing the right thing by other communities and staying relevant and making sure that I look supportive to the outside community as well. But realistically, like the change needs to happen in our homes. It needs to happen with bosses. It needs to, you know, pay, pay is like comes into it. And it's just, that's where it can be problematic. And that's where it's like, we're using this as a moral compass and mon isn't the word um, virtue signaling. Yeah. hundred percent. How many times has someone, posted something and been and because they are in support of that movement fucking fantastic mm, absolutely actions are you actually taking outside to back up your viewpoint to back up the change that you hope to see like are you having those uncomfortable conversations are you educating yourself are you looking yeah. at your implicit biases like are you yeah or, and when or are you just reposting a black square yeah and the and the ticking of the box kind of it comes back to the idealized versions of ourselves where we're in these like, are we just looking for the external validation? Are we just looking for a different version of our own reality? Like what is our intentions behind it? But circling fully back, that's a much bigger conversation, but the, circling right back to the idealized versions of ourselves as well is like, 
I, I used Instagram at that time to educate myself. And I also know that on the other end of the, on the other end of the spectrum, I'm following these girls that are six foot tall with these beautiful long legs and it's not changing my five foot two stature. So what can I actually change in my immediate life or how can I use this as, a, as an educational tool? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be able to grow <laughs> to be able to look like that. One hundred percent. I think like on that, like, yeah, like the performative allyship and all of that, it's sort of like, I've noticed as well, how many times and that I do this myself as well, when I see something controversial pop up or a new like movement has come to rise and I start to look at the comments to inform my opinion. Yeah, because there'll be backlash or there'll be people agreeing yeah. with it. Like, yeah. yeah, I want to know what people think, but also I'm not sure what I should think at that moment. So I turn to the comment section and that's fucking dangerous for, if we continue to do that and outsource all opinions to the comment section. Because when it comes to, yeah, like you're saying, like following people who look like idealized versions who maybe yeah, like legs 11 when you have shorter legs because you're a shorter frame i used to follow so many fitspos who had yeah. a total different body composition to me and yet we came from the victoria's secret um yeah. tumblr era literally thinking that was normal and he was cute yeah like thinking that's thinking, what body yeah yeah so i think our demographic is is very naughty for it where we will jump on the skinny bandwagon still when we see hot girls we're just like she's beautiful follow absolutely and it's it, it's our basic psychology it actually really we do have a, a, an attraction bias where we typically will take on more information or, or believe someone's right when they are more attractive um <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, it's cool, but it's scary. And that's literally why like it does, it shouldn't matter how you look in the world, but it actually does. That's why pretty people get treated better. But when it comes to follow, like who you're following, when you're on social media, we're often using it to switch off. And we're in this hypnotic lulled state and we're taking on like consuming content after content after content that's viewing or molding the way we view the world and so we start to think that what we see is normal and that is just how people's bodies looks or this is how people's homes look something I've noticed recently is presets and having to remind myself oh. this photo has a preset on it like especially with nurseries like that's obviously what I'm consuming a lot of right now um, and I'm like, her nursery does not look like that like it, it's got a preset on it it doesn't look that warm like it's not yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I was like why do I feel disappointed by this I was like holy fuck the preset that's a good call it's funny because I actually I forgot that people use that do you know have you noticed this as well I've definitely noticed that 2023 is very unfiltered year though and I'm still saying like I'm not saying that we are not posting a highlight reel but I it's been such a refreshing thing to see women post stories of people not even women just people posting stories and they haven't put a filter on their story and their face and it's so nice so full transparency here mon and i 
pause in our recording and completely lost our train of thought. So we are just going to wrap this up nicely for you with our first point of make sure that you understand the fine line of creating diversity in our feed rather than just having people that look like us, whether that be hair colour, body size or skin colour but also do that in a healthy way that you're not comparing yourself to um, achievable standards as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. There's that balancing act where social media can be such a great place for you to expand your perception of what's possible, of what normal actually looks like, but then also being sure that it's not your unconscious biases playing out, controlling who you do and don't follow. So on that note, do a big unfollow of anyone who makes you feel like shit for whatever reason and being mindful like if it are you being triggered because this is bringing up something within you like like seeing their success bring something up for you or is it genuinely because you will never look like that and that their content actually doesn't add value to your life like if you lost your instagram and started again would you even notice that you weren't following that instagram influencer yeah, absolutely. I was actually just thinking about this because I I had to follow a lot of people that had like that were promoting very normal body what's the word? Um very normal body shapes and sizes and attributes. So um girls that were showing their cellulite and their stretch marks and their skin. Like I had to I had to really expose myself to that because I being in the fitness industry had so many tiny trainers or IFBB girls or whatever that um, was kind of naturally just in my uh, awareness. And so I had to re-normalize those things that are incredibly normal as well. Um, But on the unfollowing people note, unfortunately, sometimes, I was just thinking about this recently, there are some people that you cannot unfollow for social acceptance reasons. And so I wanted to put a big declaration of just fucking mute them. If you don't know what that is, go onto their profile, click on the following button and mute their stories and their posts so you don't have to see their shit come up without having to unfollow them. I love that. I've learned that from you. Thank you. Because I was like, what? I never understood what muting was. But it makes such a difference because there's some people where you're like, I don't want to see you in my feed anymore. I also don't want to deal with the fallout. I just don't have space or energy to give to this situation. 100%. And it's so convenient. It's so, so convenient. Well, this actually, this is, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but this actually happened with one of my staff members. I, I do love her. I held a very special place for her in my heart, although we don't speak anymore. But the, I shouldn't have said staff. I should have just said someone I know, but... <laughs> We, we both and it's fine but we both talked so much on our stories that we just couldn't deal with seeing it anymore so we had to mute each other and this was when we were still working together and and, and I was like you know you talk so much and, and I talk so much and we just need to and we're promoting our own business stuff and we just needed to not see that so much so it's like a really loving way to be like I still love you I just can't see your shit all the time, especially with so many friends that are business owners. Yeah, that is so fair. And it's just, yeah, it's such a good tool to have. But on the note where it's like, because most of us have had Instagram for a few years now. So you've racked up a big amount of people that you're following. And so it might be like, you might be looking at that number being like, well, holy shit, like I'm following a thousand accounts or 500 accounts or whatever it is. Like that's a lot of people to unfollow. And perhaps it just starts out, 
each time you see a person's post, asking yourself, how does this make me feel? How do I feel inside when I see these person's posts? Do I look forward to them posting? Do I miss when they when I haven't seen their post in my feed? Why? Mm. And it might be as simple as, yeah, unfollowing account by account, just as you see something like a shitty post come up. Or it might be going through and unfollowing 10 people a day. Or you might sit there for hours and just do a big cull. You know, there's actually, as well as that, if you go into your following list at the top, it says most shown in my feed, most least interacted with. Starting with that, just going into the least interacted with and just being like, bye. But then there's so many times where I do that and I look at the profiles and I'm like, I would like to keep them. Yes. <laughs> so it's not always the best way to do it, but highly recommend. Um, anyway, on to our next point. We wanted to talk about screen time. Um, if you have an iPhone, I don't know about Androids, but it will tell you your screen time and follow the rules that you set in place for yourself, but keep them realistic. Because I know that I am fucking notorious for just muting that all the time. 100%. I see my, my like screen time like reminder come up and I'm like, oh, I just ignore that. I didn't see that. And it's so... Yeah, like actually you can use it as a tool to help you. Again, like don't set it if you're not going to use it. But then also where if you do want to be a bit more conscious about how much time you're spending on these apps, you can use that as a tool. And I think of equal importance and a practice that I've really slipped out of recently and it has had a huge impact on my motivation and just overall sense of energy is going on my phone first thing in the morning. It fucks you, hey. Oh my god! What does it do to your brain? It like literally turns it to mush, and you can't get anything done for the day. I feel that immediately after when I catch myself and like pull myself back from that, I am like, I need to get outside and go for a walk. Yep. Yeah. yeah I need to meditate. I need to walk. I need to journal. I need to get the fuck up. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely affects me. I totally agree with that. And I know so many people spend like half an hour on their phone immediately. Uh, do you know what I'm so bad for actually? And I'll take full responsibility of this. I'm not doing it anymore. But there was a period where I'd like use. <laughs> um, I will use that as my work is fuck moment. But it's it it really needs to be brought up in this conversation. In that I was using it to wake my brain up. I was using my phone lights to help me get up, especially when my alarm's going off like. 4.50 in the morning, 5 o'clock, 5.30, whatever, I'd be like, okay, well, if I have my phone in my face and it's bright, like my eyes will start to open and I'm like, this is not good. No, I have done that definitely in the past where I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, you keep me awake at night, so help me wake up at one. <laughs> Do your job better. <laughs> I would like to counter that and although they're, you know, we're saying that, um, that is not a great start. We need to give you a, a, a alternative suggestion. So what I recommend you doing is uh, just literally sitting up, like just sit upright and, you know, without taking a bum off the bed, you can still just slide your feet to the ground and just kind of stretch for a minute. You know, when a dog wakes up from a nap and they're like big stretchy boy and we need to do that as humans as well. Yeah. A hundred percent. I just have visuals of Essie stretching in the morning now. My mind is elsewhere. Sorry. Uh, all right next point Mon or you so I think what we're really talking about here is being conscious about how we use social media because yeah just like we can use it to keep ourselves up wake ourselves up in the morning and learn about new things events that are happening in the world trends movements ways of being 
Also deciding why we're coming onto the platform because so often we jump on Instagram without even realizing that we're jumping on Instagram. Like how many times have yeah. you gone on your phone to like pop into maps, like how to get to the restaurant or whatever, and somehow you're on Instagram and you're like, Kills what am me. I doing here? Yeah. I, do you know what the worst thing is when you open the app, you're on it for a bit, you close it, but then you immediately open it back up again and you're like, why have I done this yeah Yeah. and this is the hard part because these apps are literally being TikTok especially is Mm. being formulated in a way that works with our neural circuitry so it's literally hijacking our brain that we are being manipulated by these apps and like that does sound like a bit like conspiracy theories I do realize using that word but but it is our brains are being tweaked and their apps are being molded to to lull you into this hypnotic state so we need to be really conscious about why you're coming onto Instagram. Is it because, are you using it to reply to messages? Are you using it because it's been a big fucking day? You don't want to do your afternoon practices or rituals and you just need 10 minutes to decompress. So fine, do that. Or are you doing it because you feel awkward in a situation and you're shying away? Are you using it as a coping mechanism? Isn't it? I think about this so often, how a world, and it comes back to our tagline, how we're in a world that, has so much ability to connect with others and we feel so disconnected and there's nothing that genuinely breaks my heart more than when I walk in somewhere and everyone's on their phone it's so and it's I, think I hate really, it I find it really unsettling when there's like older people on their phones too because yep I totally oh my god there are some family members of mine where I will be mid-conversation and they've unintentionally pulled their phone out like a complete like addiction movement and I'm like, I was fucking mid-sentence, mate. And yeah. you just thought that whoever's emails you is more important than, you know, your sister, boyfriend, daughter, whatever. Yeah, it's really unsettling because I think for so long where it's been like, oh, teenagers, oh, millennials, oh, Gen Z. Like, you're always on your phones. You're addicted to your phones. But now it's every single generation and it's fucking scary. It's really confronting to see. Yeah, I totally agree. And I and I want to bring that back into overall connection in itself in that we need to stay connected to hum- other humans in a face-to-face environment or conversation to be fulfilling our actual human needs. Yeah, that's it. Because it's like whilst social media will release dopamine in our brains, it kind of, it's only like a drip feeder. Like if you think about like a little rabbit, like drink bottle, it's like a drip feeder in that regard where it's just a little hit of dopamine, it's a little hit of dopamine. And so oftentimes like, we find ourselves in these ruts where it's like, oh, I want to do something, but I, I with my day, like with my, you know, it's like you've got a few hours spare on the weekend. I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. Like I don't have the energy to do that, but also I have too much energy to just sit and be still. It's because mm-hmm. your dopamine response has been hijacked and it's just been drip feeding enough where you feel like you're entertained but you're actually not fulfilled or satisfied. So it's yeah. this really dangerous loop that we can get into where we can, especially if you are, you know, if, if you're sick or something like that, like having a day in bed and then the drip feeding response, like the complications and the implications of that. It's hijacking our whole system. It's wow. And and we really need to, we need to loop back and say like, we use Instagram. We are for social media. Without social media, we couldn't promote our podcasts and our businesses and all of these things. And well, we can, but we choose we not to. Friends. We would not be friends. There are a lot of relationships that wouldn't be in my life if it wasn't for social media. So 
when we have these conversations and with what I'm about to say in that it is hijacking our whole selves and our whole uh, neurological well-being, it's not that it needs to stop. It needs that it needs awareness around it. And I was just thinking when you said, Mon, like we're in, we're in bed and we're, you know, watching a shitty trashy show and we're listening to, uh, sorry, like on social media and we're um, taking in all of this information. And I really want to bring this back to the nervous system. And I want to say like your brain can't disconnect. It can't, it can't, it can't tell that what's happening on this TV and what's happening on the screen in front of you is not happening directly to you. And so it's really important that the stuff that we are consuming doesn't always have to be good because it's important to stay aware, but it all, it, but it also cannot be all bad. 100%. It can't be a true crime podcast every single time you put your AirPods in. Yeah. That's it. Like look after yourself and make sure that you're not just yeah, exposing yourself to all the negatives of social media, all the negative people, and whether that's people who make you feel like shit about yourself because you don't look like them, or it's depressing news after depressing news after depressing news. That's why I got off Facebook because it was just my news feed was yeah. just flooded and I was like, I can't deal with this. Yeah, I genuinely don't use Facebook anymore. And to the point that I've missed like some event invitations because yes, people telling me it's not good, not good. Yeah, I'm going back to handwritten invitations at this point. But the other thing that I was just thinking about too is when we talk about connection before and you were saying, you know, is it a, is it the way that you communicate with your friends that doesn't take away the importance and the significance of a physical hug from the people around us? Like connection yeah. is longevity and there are literal studies to prove that the people that are lonely do not live as long. And we need to find ways to feel accepted and appreciated and supported in so many ways outside of our screens. Absolutely. I think it can be a fantastic place for facilitating connection when you're moving into an unknown space. Like, yeah, like if you're launching a business and you have your online Instagram bestie who you've never met, you might not ever meet. You hope that you do, though, because they know everything about you and they support your business and shout you out or whether you, if you're learning about a new way of living, like that's if you're looking at low-tox living or something like that, so yeah. many fantastic, beautiful low-tox communities hanging out on Instagram. So it can actually help you to feel more connected when you're gauge, you're learning, leaning into something new, but then also rarely do we actually use it that way. Yeah. Well, I would like to think we're going to start using it more that way. And that just totally comes back to conscious usership. Like it gets to be good. It gets to be beautiful. It gets to be incredible. And then the same way, like when we say conscious, you use it. I can't say that. Conscious usership. We need to be aware of the patterns that we have around it. Um, So one thing that we also wanted to say and share with you is you need to move it from your home home screen or delete it every now and again if it is something that you truly feel like you have an addiction with. Um, and without awareness on, on how it makes you feel and how often you're using it, you will continue to use it in an unhealthy way. Yeah. So we realise we don't want to sound like a boomer and be all negative. We do want to say that it can be really, uh, social media can be a really, really positive place if that's your intention. And when again, it's all about how you use it and how you want it to make you feel. What do you want to experience when you come onto the app? You literally get to decide what that is, what that looks like, how you get to feel. Because the really cool thing is, like we said before, like where it's rewiring your subconscious. And if you're using it to 
constantly prompt yourself with manifestations that you want to attract in or all of these expanders like that's amazing for you that will totally rewire your belief system in the most positive way forward and it's easy because you're just chilling out so it can be a really really positive thing but to help become more conscious like we said like how many times have you just end up on the app when you're supposed to be on another is to yeah move your uh, Instagram app around or social media apps around, delete it and just download it at the end of the day. Um, or it might look like d- deleting it for the weekend and developing like a practice or going two weeks without it. I just realized there was one thing that's super important that we didn't share. It's turning your notifications off. Yes. Both, I'm pretty sure both of us have that. So the only thing that I get notified about is if I get tagged in somebody's post. I think that's the only thing that my notifications are on for because I don't know about you, mum, but I there's just so many messages all the time that if I was to truly just pay like have my notifications on my phone, I would just be so overwhelming. And I'm not even an influencer. <laughs> like, I don't even have a lot of followers. I, I, you know, maybe have a little bit more than the average, but I don't have hundreds of thousands I couldn't imagine it otherwise but notifications off are really important or have the app muted for certain times using the screen time in your settings as well but yeah absolutely social media gets to be a beautiful place I love hijacking the algorithm and fixing my feed up when it's showing me things that I don't want to see like I'll sit on the recipe um the recipe reel a little bit longer or I'll click on all of the wedding inspo pictures in my explore feed and it's crazy how quickly that technology just adapts to it as well yes absolutely and that's it it's just about being conscious what do you want to experience more of and you can use social media to help you manifest which is super cool yeah it's so true on that shall we jump into i'm woke as fuck yes 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 woke as fuck but i am notorious for checking my phone upon awaking given today's theme I figured you know fair at all I know that it's a bad habit thankfully I am up so early now that I don't have time to scroll so that's good um but yeah that's mine Mon what's yours I definitely do that, especially being on like maternity leave now. I am really bad for it and it's really annoying me. Um, but I will not take yours. Mine is that I am woke as fuck, but I love EMFs in the sense that my AirPods are always in my ears, especially right now where I'm listening to all the birth stories, all the positive birth books. And I am like thinking to myself the whole time, like, this is destroying <laughs> my cells but I don't want to listen to it on loud I just want to listen to it especially when it is like birth stories not everyone else wants to hear that all the time yeah that's really true I do love a good EMF yeah yeah, partial to a good EMF love it sorry what's that is it pyrite I think pyrite is the crystal that blocks it I don't know know, but if you could let the listeners and I know that would be really appreciated thank you babe (laughs) love it So as always, we want to leave you with our takeaways so that you are reminded of the key and important points on this episode because how good is it listening to our voices for 30 to 40 minutes and forgetting all of it. So starting with do a following audit. Unfollow anybody that makes you feel like shit, um, making sure you mute the people that you're not allowed to socially unfollow and making sure that you're not just following people that are idealized versions of yourself. 
That's it. Get really intentional with how and why you're using social media because it's literally rewiring your subconscious. So you want to be conscious of what it is that you're consuming. And make sure, I shouldn't be reading this because I don't do this, but <laughs> for my gals that need it, take the weekend off social media, move it to a new place on your home screen, which I definitely do, or delete the app. When you move it from the certain the same place in your home screen, you start to realize how much you go onto that app and how much you unconsciously click on it. So highly recommend doing that even every couple of months. Um, month. <laughs> Exactly that. And we've rated the heck out of social media today and we really love it. So we want to remind you, it can be an incredibly powerful way to connect you with new people and expand your new heights. But again, you just got to be intentional about it. And making sure that you turn your notifications off so that you are not forced onto the app more often than not. Love it. Well, we'd love for you to share your top takeaways with us by sharing, taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it to your story. Please be sure to tag us um, so we can see it and we can repost it as well. Getting conscious again about how we use social media. Absolutely. For the good. Now, if you're wanting to know more about Montana and I, you can check out the show notes below or come hang out with us on our Onwards the Pod Instagram. Make sure you keep your eyes peeled for fun giveaways, challenges. We're also going to be making a conscious effort to be sharing more tools on there, like journal prompts, et cetera, as well. Yes. And as for now, we'd love it if you could please follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to. If you're feeling extra kind, give us a rate and a review so that we can help our show get into the more into more years of incredible souls just like yours. And at the end of the day, we're all here to walk each other home. We hope you're now heading into your day with a fire lit up under your arms, ready to make the most out of who you are and play the heck out of the cards that you have been dealt. Until next time, my loves. Bye. Bye.